getting angry is normal. If somebody upset you, you got upset, or somebody said something upsetting and you got angry, that's a normal reaction. But you know what excess would be? That you start living inside that anger. You're eating and breathing that anger. You're constantly thinking about that anger. That was one event, one thing that was said, and now your entire rest of your life is shaped by the thing that was said. And as a result of that, your view has completely changed of all things. Nothing is good anymore. Nothing makes you happy anymore. Everything, and, and since you're already upset, now things that never used to make you upset now start making you upset. You start getting annoyed at everything. And when that happens, people around you start suffering. And as a result, so the chain reaction starts and you end up in dhur. That's because you had israf, you, you went too far in that one emotion. The same thing happens with other emotions, like joking around. Joking around is a normal behavior, it's okay to feel happy sometimes. But if you're always joking around, you're going to end up offending people. You're never going to take matters seriously. There's something serious being talked about and you're making jokes about it. You're dismissing other people's emotions, you're dismissing other people's needs. And as a result, you're going to end up creating a lot of conflict. So Israf can create lots and lots and lots of trouble in a person's life. One of my favorite du'as in the Qur'an that has to do with Israf, is actually found in Surah Ali Imran. And I like this dua for, for many reasons. One of them is that Allah describes these people that used to fight in the path of Allah many centuries before the Prophet with their own prophets. They had their own prophets and they were called on to sacrifice their lives for the sake of Allah. And before they would go into the battlefield, وَمَا كَانَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِلَّا أَنْ قَالُوا رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا وَإِسْرَافَنَا فِي أَمْرِنَا it's a four-part dua these people used to make from thousands of years ago. And Allah sees fit that this dua is so, so timeless and so valuable that Allah made it a part of His Qur'an so you and I can benefit from this dua. He says, first of all, these people that were struggling in Allah's path would say, Ya Allah, forgive our sins. Okay? Cover our mistakes, cover the embarrassing things that we've done. Cover for us. The second thing, after is wa israfana fi amrina, and the excess in the decisions that we've made, in the life decisions that we made. Every time we went overboard, ya Allah, forgive that. So they they saw their sins as one thing, one problem. They saw another problem where they went too far, where they went too far. You know, there is such a thing as even excess in the religion. The Qur'an describes, tells the believers, لَا تَغْلُوا فِي دِينِكُمْ Don't go overboard in your religion. Let me give you an example of excess in the deen. When excess in the deen happens, somebody says, I want to study Qur'an. Great! I'm very happy that you want to study Qur'an. No, but I want to study Qur'an all day. But wait, you have a family. You have responsibilities. You have a job. You have to take care of you know, your children. You have to take care of your spouse. You have to take care of... No, 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 I just want Allah's word. Allah's word is enough for me. Allah will take care of them. Uh, well, the book, is tell, the book you're reciting all day, the Qur'an you want to study all day, is go, telling you to go take responsibility. <laughs> you know? And that israf happens. Some, one time I was talking to people that were, there was a group of sisters that study Qur'an very diligently. I mean, they spend, I don't know, 14, 16 hours a day just studying, studying, studying. And it was interesting, before I had that meeting, one of them, their daughter came to me and said, you're about to speak to this group, my mom is in this group, could you please tell them to stop? <laughs> and I said, what? He said, can you please, because I, I miss my mom. I never see her, she's always studying, 
Even when she's home, she's like, don't bother me. She's headphones and she's studying vocabulary of the Quran or she's doing this and that. And that's all she's doing. And I just never see her. And I don't know what, and I, you know, I'm hoping that you can tell them something. Cause, and you know what else the scary thing was? The scary thing? She goes, because of her, I don't like studying the Quran because I don't want to become like her. That's scary, huh? That's scary. So when I went and spoke to this group of ladies, I didn't talk about this girl or call out her mom. What I did say was, let's recite an ayah together. And we read some ayat of the Qur'an. And some of those ayat, for example, you know, وَإِلَى السَّمَاءِ كَيْفَ رُفِعَتْ وَإِلَى الْجِبَالِ كَيْفَ نُصِبَتْ Haven't they looked to the sky, how it was raised? How, haven't they looked at the mountains, how they were settled down? I said, how many of you have gone recently on a... How many people have studied this ayah? Everybody raised their hand, they studied the ayah. They know all the vocabulary. I was like, so how many of you have gone to a mountain? How many of you went to just look at the night sky? Stargazing. You ever do that? No, no, we don't have time for that. We have to... No, but the Qur'an says, didn't you look? Didn't you go see? أَفَلَمْ يَسِيرُوا فِي الْأَرْضِ Didn't they go travel in the land? Didn't they see Allah's beautiful creation? You want to read about it but not do it? But Allah is telling you to go look. Allah is telling you to go see. So in other words, even excess happens in the religion. It's ironic that people are studying Qur'an while ignoring the Qur'an. It, that can happen. Israf happens in our emotions. Israf happens, and Israf, by the way, is also, I mentioned aggressive emotions like anger, but there's also passive emotions like silence. Like for example, you know, something wrong is going on. Somebody's doing something wrong to you or doing something wrong to someone else in your family. And you just say to yourself, I should have sabr, I should be quiet. And because you're quiet, the person who's doing something wrong continues to do more wrong and continues to do more wrong and continues to do more wrong. And you say, no, 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 my sabr is being tested. I should be more quiet and more quiet and more quiet. And because of your silence, now the wrong has increased 10 times more. You committed an israf. Because you, were supposed to, you weren't supposed to yell and scream. You're not supposed to become ignorant. But you're supposed to at least speak the truth. At least call out, a, call a spade a spade. Call the truth for what it is. This is what it means. Tawasa bil haq, right? They counsel each other truthfully with the truth. It is what it is. If it's wrong, it's wrong. Sorry, dad, it's wrong. Sorry, mom, it's wrong. Sorry, my son. I know that hurts, but it's wrong. Sorry, my wife or husband. What you did is wrong. It is. It is what it is. It needs to be called out. If you don't do that, you create an israf against yourself, against somebody else. So the Israf takes many forms and this is why it's not something I can give you all the examples of in how many ways can Israf exist. But you, for your own life, have to take a very careful stock and say, where am I doing too much? Where, or what am I doing not enough at all? You know? And what am I taking focus away from? You know, even, even when it comes to matters of love, there's such a thing as Israf in love. You become too obsessed with someone. Too, too consumed with someone. A mother can become overly obsessed with her son. All she thinks about is her son. All, what, what are you doing? What did you eat? Where did you sleep? Are you at work? Are you still at work? What's going on? All the time, all the time, all the time. Why? And if she's doing that, then she's no longer able to be a wife to her husband. Then she's no longer able to pray the way she's supposed to pray. Then she's no longer able to take care of her own health the way she's supposed to take care of her own health. Comes back to the same point. When you have too much in one side, you start ignoring other sides. And that's a hard thing to come back to balance, to, to calibrate yourself. That's why this dua, it's, it's remarkable, the wording. First thing we ask Allah, forgive our sins. Then we ask Allah, whenever we went in excess, cover that. In other words, 
every time we went in excess, something else must have been destabilized. So Ya Allah, re- basically stabilize us again. Which is why the next words are even so profound and so logically connected. وَثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَنَا Firm our feet. Give us stability where we stand. ثَبِّتْ أَقْدَامَنَا Plant our feet. What we're learning here again, is what does Israf do? It makes your life unstable. We learned in another ayah in Surah Yunus, Israf brings problems in your life. Now we're learning your feet can't be firm if you have Israf in your life. Every time you have Israf, something is thrown off. There's anxiety in your life now, there's turbulence in your life now, there's problems in your life now, in my life now. And something's not right. And you can't, you can't feel harmony. When there's balance, there's harmony. Everything is where they're supposed to be. You can feel it on the inside and the outside. When things are not where they're supposed to be, you're disturbed. You can't sleep. 